Hey, my friend, we are here at Matthew chapter 5, verse 38, and I'm just going to be talking with you as I'm on my drive to work. You might be on your drive to work too, and we can drive to work together. So Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 has to do with retaliation. This is known as the passage on retaliation and what Jesus thinks about that. And in a nutshell, I I got this out of this section and really helped me a lot that that this is the theme of Christ's teachings right here and all of these different scenarios he shares in verse 38. Don't defeat your enemy, but win your enemy. Let me say that again. Jesus is saying, don't seek to defeat your enemy, but to win your enemy. In this world, we don't really have faith to win an enemy over. But we can muster up the faith to defeat an enemy. So all of our strength and our forces in this world, our our abilities are all focused at defeating the enemies in our life. Overcoming and defeating your enemies. But Christ knows of a greater power. Christ's power is so far and beyond the power of this world that the goal of defeating your enemy is far too low for his power source. So he calls you to something way higher and way greater than defeating your enemy. And it's this, winning over your enemies. So that's what this verse is about. Realize the power in you from Christ. Realize the great power of Christ. And, and don't let it drop to such a low level of just defeating an enemy and overcoming an enemy. Instead, let it rise to such a great level that you can actually win over the enemy to the side of Christ, to the side of God. And that has been played out in Christianity over the last few thousand years. I mean, Christianity has seen itself spread throughout the entire globe, every continent, every nation, every type of government and culture, all because of the surpassing power of Christ and the Holy Spirit inside of believers that has the ability to win over its own enemies. And in your own life as well, those enemies, those people who are maybe just sapping strength from you, leeching on to you, draining you, insulting you, being against you, there's the same power inside of you to not just defeat and overcome that enemy and look at them in the end and go, ha ha, look, Jesus blessed me and he didn't bless you, I won. No, my friend, there's a greater power inside of you, which is the ability in the end for that enemy to come to you and say, you know what? I've given my life to Jesus. I've seen his love in your life and I want what you have. I want to be what you are. I want to follow Jesus. And that's that's the end that we want, isn't it? So here you'll see these played out. You have heard that it said, Jesus, Jesus is saying, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, Do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone sues you and takes your tunic, that's your your shirt, give to him your cloak or your coat. I'm driving. Hang on just a second. 
I'm reading and there's some traffic coming, so I gotta pay attention. So he goes on in verse 41. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. So in each of these scenarios, these are different kinds of people. The first one, just in a nutshell, don't resist the one who is evil. That means to stand against and try to defeat. Not as in resist the evil. Of course we resist evil. But don't resist the one who is evil. So what he's saying there is understand the difference between the argument and the arguer. Don't resist the arguer. Don't resist the person. Don't let it become personal. Love that person. So we stand against evil, but we don't stand against the person who is being used by evil. Not, not, that's not the goal of those who are Christians and have the great power of Christ. We're going to win over the one who is evil. We're going to defeat evil by winning over the one who is evil. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Let me see a few things about this. That was a revelation for me at 14. I was just, if someone punches me in the face, I'm punching them back. And God really dealt with me as a teenager that I need to be willing to take a punch and still love. And that was so hard for me as a teenager. Uh, but I remember at 14, pressing through in prayer and getting to the point where I, I told the Lord, if someone does strike me on the cheek, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the other also. And the power of God in me, I just really started to see there's so much power in me to love my enemies. And that was a real breakthrough in my life, even though it was at 14. The fruit from that I still feel in my life today. But this isn't this isn't talking about punching, this is talking about slapping. And I hope you can grasp that. I, I got that here as I was studying this verse. Slapping primarily is an insult and not an abuse. And I will say if you're in an abusive relationship and someone is harming you, of course you're supposed to exercise self-defense and not die. But if someone is insulting you, slapping you is a high insult. The way to win over that person is to have the power to take the insult. When you can take an insult and not get angry, that's how you truly defeat the evil of the enemy and not just defeat the person doing the evil. You see, if you slap back, you might defeat the person doing the evil, but evil has won because evil got you too. Oh, did you grasp that? I just got that. That was good. We're overcoming evil, not overcoming the evil person or the person doing the evil. So if I retaliate, then evil has gotten a hold of me also. But if I can stand in the love of Christ and take the slap and turn the other cheek, then I have overcome evil and I have empowered the person who slapped me to overcome the evil that was getting at them too. Suing as well. Suing, it's a higher form of of insult. Sometimes suing is needs to be done, honestly. People do wrong one another. And if someone feels that you've wronged them so much, cheated them so much that they take you to court over it, Jesus said, just go ahead and take the loss. And, and don't just take the loss, add to it. I know this sounds insane. I'm just, 
speaking honestly, this sounds insane. But again, Jesus is talking of a different world here and a different kind of power. He's not talking about just gaining funds and gaining money and gaining power on earth. He's talking about a higher and a greater power of winning souls and winning lives. And he loves that person who's trying to sue you. I've never been sued. So I'm talking in a vacuum right here. Maybe you've been sued and you're like, Sam, I don't know if I could do that. Jesus is our guide. And I love the fact that he says things so opposite sometimes than how you hear all over the world. I'm about to, to head out here. I'm almost to work. You're probably getting close as well. But just realize that Jesus is speaking outside the box. He's amazing. And try to grasp the truth here. He's talking about of winning over your enemy. Someone forces you to go a mile, go two. Uh, you know, there's so much good things in that analogy as well. And the one who begs and borrows from you, it feels like people can soak you dry sometimes. Don't turn away from them. Win them. And so how can you apply today? How can I apply that today? There's going to be a scenario come up today, I'm sure, both of our lives, where it's going to feel like someone is sapping us dry or against us. And let's exercise this verse today. Instead of asking the question, how can I defeat my enemy? Ask the question, how can I win over my enemy? And let let the Lord lead us today. God bless you. Have an awesome day.